736 Midday Madness Promise still lives without Dwayne being here. He doesn't need to be in attendance anymore uh, for that institution to go on. Uh, but don't worry, he's only away for a week. one The Werribee Kia open line. Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia makes buying cars easy. You can text in 0433981116. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, a mattress like no other. So keep your Lost in the Wash nominations coming through. And I'm really glad that our next guest is here too to continue on Lost in the Wash. It was a really big weekend of motorsport. And if you're not listening 8pm every Sunday on SEN to Gridwalk, then you just can't consider yourself a proper motorsport fan because Gridwalk, hosted by Cameron van der Dungen, is uh, your one-stop shop. It is your pit stop for all things motorsport, and Cameron's been good enough to jump on. Cam, hello, mate. I'm good, Sam. How are you going, mate? Very well. Um, Let's start with the, the drama around the Formula One in the US this morning. Max Verstappen winning his uh, 50th race, um, but that wasn't where the real drama lay at the end of proceedings. No, it didn't. I thought there was a bit of drama with all the, you know, the brake issues. There were tire mm. issues, and I did, a, I did a, a chat with Breakfast in Queensland, and everything was fine. And then I went back to my computer, and all of a sudden, Lewis Hamilton, he's out. Charles Leclerc, they're out because they've infringed on a on a skid pad which has worn too far, and they're out of the results. And Lando Norris now pops up into second on the uh, on the podium. So it's all happening over there at Circuit of the Americas. Did Lando Norris get uh, – so he wasn't disqualified. Leclerc was. So that gave yep. Lando um, the, the second placing. So what does that do in the context of, of the season itself, Cam? So from a championship point of view, there's only one major change, and that's that Lando jumps over the top of Charles Leclerc as a result of that. But one of the big ones, one of the big stories that's happened uh, is something we haven't seen since 1993. And Logan Sargent, as a result of the two disqualifications from the results – he gets his first point of the season. He's a young American driver. He's a rookie driver that was racing against Oscar Piastri all the way through the junior ranks. Mm. And he brings home America's first Formula One point since 1993. And he did it in America. So well done to that young man. Mixed fortunes for the Aussies, Cam. Um, it just didn't quite go right for Oscar Piastri. Yeah, we'll, start, we'll go with Oscar Piastri first. It was off the first lap he, he made contact, well, had contact made with, with him by Esteban Ocon in the Alpine. And unfortunately, both of those cars retired. Oscar Piastri had uh, damage to a radiator. The power unit was overheating and they said, you've got to come in. Uh, with the regulations in Formula One, you're only allowed a certain amount of um, power units, which is what we call engines, essentially, in Formula One. Um, and so he had to go and look after that engine, had to retire the car. Daniel Ricciardo, you know, back, he's back. We were so excited he was back. Probably didn't fire a great shot in qualifying. Started 15th and then um, rolled the dice on a strategy, a one-stopper, didn't pay off, and uh, he ended up back in 17th in race trim. But after the disqualifications, he'll come home in 15th, which really means nothing because there's no points that, that far down. Uh, Verstappen's uh, 50th win. Where do you rank him all time? That's a pretty significant milestone. Am, am I wrong in uh, making that claim, 50 wins? No, I mean, that's that's absolutely outstanding from uh, Max Verstappen. I think the big one here is that he now equals his uh, his record of 15 wins in one season, and we've still got four races to go. So he, uh, he actually got 15 wins in total in 2022. He's got 15 wins to this point of the season. Um, he will... I was actually a bit disappointed that the crowd booed him. In fact, uh, there, was a, there was some boos going on out there, and I understand the frustration with domination of drivers. But if you, if you look at it for the purity of sport, 
for the talent, for what he's able to achieve. He is incredible. He is uh, he's going to be listed in the you know the same breath in the future as Michael Schumacher, Lewis Hamilton. You know, Sir Lewis Hamilton with his seven World Drivers Championships. He's going to be listed in the same breath as Ayrton Senna. He is an incredible talent. And you just look at Sergio Perez in the same machinery. Can't even get near him. Max Verstappen is elite in his talent. Uh, love it. Um, let's turn our attention to MotoGP. Uh, you were down at Phillip Island on the weekend for the MotoGP, bit happening. Uh, can you just explain, uh, for those who, who don't follow it as closely, why did the race get switched from Sunday to Saturday, the main race, Cam? They, a lot of information was received by Dorna. Dorna are the organisers or basically the, the head of MotoGP. So they're like your FIA, Formula One management, mm. but for, for MotoGP. They were getting a lot of information early on in the weekend and, and every bit that came in, every three-hour increment showed that we were going to have almost cyclonic-style winds at Phillip Island. Phillip Island is a very scary track. It is, um, it is super fast. It is exposed to wind directly off the ocean. And when you're tipping in on these bikes, and they're doing over 350 kilometres an hour, no seatbelt, no cage, they're not inside. They're sitting perched on top of a rocket doing 350 kilometres an hour, when you are getting reports of gust, of wind gusts of up to 80 kilometres an hour, and you know that riders are, are knocked off their bike at 50 kilometres an hour winds, uh, they made the right call and said, we want the Grand Prix to be full points paying. We want to guarantee it runs. This championship is super tight between Peko Bangaya and Jorge Martin, so we need to run this on Saturday. We can run the Sunday on sprint. If we get it, it's a bonus. If we don't, at least we got the full Grand Prix in. And it looks like, and well, it was a masterstroke to do that. We got a, a ripper of a race on Saturday. Johan Zarco wins in pretty uh, dramatic fashion, which always makes for a much better race when the, the drama can ensue in the manner that it did. The sprint that got moved to Sunday uh, got cancelled. How did you see the race? And what did you make of the performance of Aussie Jack Miller, Cam? Uh, I'll come back to Thriller Miller. I'll stay on the I'll stay on the actual uh, the race result. It was Jorge Martin who had led the championship at Indonesia one week ago after winning the sprint race, then went on to uh, lead the Grand Prix in Indonesia. Putting his bike down though meant that he lost uh, the lead after only one day of leading the championship. He came out, put it on pole, and was looking to be the rider to beat on the day in the Grand Prix. But he rolled the dice. He gambled on a soft compound tyre, the only rider at the front to go with a soft compound tyre. Phillip Island, high degradation track, so you you need to conserve your tyre and look after it. The other riders, they they managed their tyres well, and and it looks like he had it. It looks like Jorge Martin had it. I left the media centre with three laps to go to go and prepare to wrap up the coverage, and I I got down to look at the times and went, oh, no, his tyre is gone. They caught him on, la- on turn four of the last lap. And he had, uh, you mentioned before, Johan Zarco, the French rider who had never won a MotoGP before in the premier class. And you had Peko Bagnaia, the championship contender, both pass him at turn four. Bagnaia very nearly got the lead, but Johan Zarco, he uh, managed to hold on for the win. And it was extremely happy scenes in the entire paddock. Everyone was so happy that the Frenchman got his first win. How long has it been since an Aussie saluted um, in the Australian MotoGP, Cameron? It has been a few few years now, but I'll give you one bit of good news, though. One, yes. one Aussie bit of good news is that Joel Kelso, a youngster in Moto3, so this is that you know the first step on the rung at the elite level to get into MotoGP. Yes. Joel Kelso came into the weekend. 
didn't have a drive or a ride for next year. So he had he had basically racing for his career this weekend with only five rounds to go, four to go now. He went out and put it on the front row. Then in the treacherous conditions of Sunday, or I should say he actually signed a deal with Bowie Motorsports overnight. So he secured his 2024 ride and then went out and got a podium. The first time an Aussie stood on the podium since 2014. And so Joel Kelso, we, we um, in motorbikes, in motorcycle racing, we actually celebrate Moto3, Moto2 and MotoGP, referring to MotoGP as the premier class. But to get a result, to get a podium at a Moto3 level is incredible and, uh, and a credit to a young man that was racing for his career over the weekend. And we, we were very happy Aussies, very proud Aussies that day. This is why you always go when someone says, do you want the good news or the bad news? You always take the bad first so you can finish with the good. Cameron van der Dungen, co-host of the Gridwalk Show, 8 p.m. Sundays on SEN. Mate, that's as comprehensive as we could have asked for. You did it magnificently. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks for that. 8 p.m. Sundays on SEN, Gridwalk with Cam.